It is Trinity TechCast episode 11. Today is the 12th of February 2023, our 11th episode. And funny thing, before I introduce Mr. Redbit himself, it's been a long week, but we are yeah. good. Yeah. It, it, you know the intro music I have here is um, royalty-free music now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear Starbucks come Starbucks, man? Yeah, I was, I was watching a Starbucks commercial, and it was yeah. the same song, and I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> oh, maybe yeah, I should no, like, you know, these people <laughs> teach Starbucks music. <laughs> yeah. Or Starbucks just had somebody that was that was like, hey, we need to get royalty-free music so we could put the ad on Facebook, because yeah. if they if they put the royalty-free music, the ad will get, um, it will yeah, get flagged now. Yeah, yeah. It will get flagged, and... um. I just find why Facebook ads right now, it's like Trinis figure out Facebook ads to a point, but then it's also like, no, this is not, this is not a good ad to put on Facebook. (laughs) Sometimes they just produce real long, long, long videos now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And while you're watching, while you're watching some video, it have like, you know, these days when you do an ad, it had to be quick and to the point as people will skip it. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I still see some ads coming up that like, "Hi, I'm John." Skip. <laughs> yeah, every time, every time, every time, yeah. you like, "All right, John, that that's nice." You I was know, you know, before. I saw recently, um, because you know, on your on your Facebook, you have your, your video feed, you know, and yeah, video started playing, and similar to YouTube, you know, you have an in video ad, yeah, and it'll tell you, yeah, f- five or ten seconds play, and then the. Then, then the, the skip comes up, yeah. yeah. So I was like, Oh, you now see that? Okay, okay. Yeah, I now see that. Well, yeah, I seen that. I seen that a long time, long, long okay, time. Okay, okay. Because um, what has happened is have one in video ad, and then you could yeah you have to watch that one, and then the second one is skippable. Sometimes you see that too, and I okay, like okay. I was like, okay, Facebook, I see you. I see what you're trying to do, trying to forget about the metaverse and start back to <laughs> to build to build that ad revenue or yeah, something like that yeah i mean that whole metaverse thing does fall off oh yeah it's fall like, off the it, face it out it, it dead it, it yeah i don't think it coming back i don't think it yeah, coming back. it was bef- i mean it maybe sometime in the future but it was definitely ahead of its time it's not something people really needed right now yeah facts facts you know all right, so what are we talking about today? We're talking about AI wars, um, artificial intelligence. We have Google launching their AI called BARD, B-A-R-D, and ChatGPT Premium is a thing now. And that's um, international. Local, we have the Scrap Iron um, dealership. Well, you're able to they open back up the market to Scrap Iron, but not to Copper. And that's important to us because... We had to kind of check this, why they didn't open it back up to copper. And more than likely, is because they're afraid that they cut an X-Fiber line and take down the whole country internet. And then we have some layoffs at GitHub. And not just layoffs at GitHub, but GitHub has gone fully remote. And for, for something as big as GitHub to go fully remote, that's a, that's a sign. It'd be a scary sign. But we're going to discuss it as we go along. So... Let's go into topic number one. We're going into AI wars, and I am fully prepared to share this screen because I'm a professional, and I didn't set up the share screen. So, um, Google launched a chatbot called um, Bard, and why they call it Bard? First of all, do you think Bard is a good name? 
probably nothing. It was like bad, bad, like kind of close to bad. Yeah, like it's, like it's, it's bad or bad. Yeah. I don't know who thought about it, but okay, good for you. Um, <laughs> so um, on Monday, uh, that would have been Monday, the, what by Monday the 6th? Yeah. Um, they launch uh, in, uh, internal uh, internal testing of an AI chatbot called Bard and his arrival to ChatGPT, of course. And uh, that's, on that same day, Bing launched their new Bing search with ChatGPT included to a select few. Of course, we in Trinidad, we're not getting to test that out um, and see what works. But Bard kind of launched and they had an ad for it. And the ad said... Um, that it 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 gave out about um a planet being discovered oh yeah so they asked bad what new discoveries from the James Webb tele, um, space telescope can I tell my nanny all about and bad offers three bullet points in return including one that states took the very first pictures of a planet outside our own solar system then some astronaut dude um Grant Tremblay. He said, not to be, well, actually a joke. I'm sure Bard will be impressive, but for the record, the James Webb Telescope didn't take the first image of our planet outside our solar system. It was instead done by Chauvin et al. And they showed the picture of it. And essentially, he put Google on blast. And when he put Google on blast, they um they lost like a, a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars. A billion, a, I think. A, a billion. Yeah, yep. I think they, so. There's plenty of money in shares or market cap because yeah, yeah, yeah. people weren't impressed by the ad that they did. Now, this thing hasn't been officially released to the public yet. It is still internal testing, but they did a little ad for it. And that one ad has been put out as, you know, okay, you stutter out of the gate. But yeah, I, I mean, I understand where people are coming from because at this point, ChatGPT has a, has a big head start. So if you're coming out with something, even though if it's in beta or testing, people don't want to hear that. People want to see something that could rival what's out there already. So if you bring something and on your big reveal, you know, you're supposed to show what you, what you could do, what you could do to rival your biggest competitor. And you kind of kinda flop in a sense, you know. People don't want to hear the technicalities behind the picture, yeah. however, however. They yeah. want to hear that. So all they want to know is, all right, I asked AI, this AI this question, and it kind of bring together certain stuff, and it, didn't, it wasn't exactly accurate, you know? So Do you like? Do you think people want to see Google fail? You think it's how people, like, um, literally say now, they're like, all right, let, let me try to, you know, make Google look bad. Because, all right, let me say, let's say ChatGPT gave this answer, yeah. right? Everybody would have been like, oh, well, ChatGPT only have data up to a certain time and XYZ is the case. And of course, it's not finished. So therefore, you must expect some errors. I think that ChatGPT would have get because it's a real thing ChatGPT get, get away with already, yeah? Like yeah. all kind of racial undertones and all kind of thing. You know, it yeah. is two people see Google as, you know, one of the best in the world, high, high up there you know, in terms of being a tech company. It's one of the top three tech companies in the world. So they'll probably yeah. expect if if somebody was going to bring AI at this commercial level, it probably would have been Google. But this whole chat GPT has come out of the blue. So, you know, and, and they rise to prominence. So they'll probably 
uh, Google under uh, you know a higher standard, a bigger microscope than So what you're saying is when you when you're on top of the hill, you yeah. had to take the you had to take the arrows, you had big, to take the shots. A bigger target. Yeah, a big target. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. And they may have they explain the technicality and other people chimed in and they explain why it was actually true, but it wasn't generally true and uh, AI couldn't yeah, do so yeah. much and that kind of stuff. But yeah, people don't care about that. And the reason people don't care about it is because we live in a world where first impressions are, are like gold. And if, yeah, you, if, lot, yeah. Yeah, if your service or your technical thing can't impress on the first, first try, it's like Shark Tank. It'd be like, nah, hard luck. We're not investing in you. Yeah. yeah you're, you're going. Yeah. No, 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 no. You can tell us whatever you want again. We're still not going to put any money behind your product. And that first impression in tech, I, I know, I, I, well, I think that like most companies, they always try to make sure that they handle this and they always have a PR team that will go through all of the, what's called a good boy, all of the scenarios that could take yeah. place and be like, okay, if this happened, we'll all fire this way. If this happened, we'll all fire this way. So I don't know how yeah. Google and Audi fire. The only way that they could out it, I think, is to just bring out the product and wow people more than ChatGPT. Yeah, well, I mean, they have to go through the whole testing and make sure a slip-up like this don't happen again because, I mean, the whole premise of AI and ChatGPT is the convenience, you know, the convenience of being able to ask it certain questions or feed it certain scenarios and, it, and you have any confidence that it will give you information that you know is more or less accurate but the, the time you have to start thinking or second guessing and thinking how to fact check this how to fact check that you know so it, well, they kind of taking away that convenience or asking you i best you go and do your own research yeah 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 um from the demo that i saw from the bing search i was i was seeing that when years because you know, I try my best to use all kind of VPN and all kind of thing to try to get our Bing search to work, but we don't mm. have access to it yet. Um, what Bing, what Bing is doing is everything that it writes now in the Bing search, it has footnotes, um, like Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. So whenever, that, yeah. yeah, whenever something is said, you can click that footnote and it will lead you to the website that um. There. So it's kind of like a a Wikipedia, a live Wikipedia for you on their on their search. I, I tend to believe or want to believe that Google is going to do the same thing when they integrate it into their search, meaning mm. that the first thing that will come up when you search for something will be a paragraph from the AI that says, well, in normal cases, so, 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 so happens, footnote, so, 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 so happens, blah, 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 and it'll have these small little links with numbers on it that you could trace through, and then they'll give you a list of sites, because that's the only logical way I could see it integrated in search. Other than that... I kind of like the fact that you could search and see websites and yeah, choose, yeah, yeah. but that's from an IT perspective. You, you, you rather that like you rather vet your own sources and click on the links that you want to click on, or you rather um, the AI give you a sentence and then you just kind of double check the sentence. I mean, there are different use cases. So, like. I mean, some people, probably content creators and people in that area would probably prefer that the bot give you something, give you text, but like in a scholarly or academic um, field, you know, you would want the sources. You need to go in and do that that analysis, see everything, see all the the studies, the research. You don't want to leave stuff like that that's so sensitive up to AI. You don't want AI answering, doing that kind of thing, you know, so... we all have different use cases. I mean, and 
I guess technology, even if you're writing code or whatever, you a good programmer not just going to copy and paste code from ChatGPT. You know, mm, you're going to yeah. still look at it, make Which sure. I did on Friday and I had to edit it, yeah. Yeah, you know, so it will have use cases where, where yeah, the bot, that's, that, that, that text that I get from it, that could work, but other cases, now nah, you're still, I, your list mm, of sources. Yeah, I think they would, it, they would kind of need to be a sort of, educational drive to let people know how to use this tool, just like how we had to educate people on search and let people, well, a lot of people not educated on search, of course, but you had to educate people on search to let them know that the first link is not always correct. The second link is not always correct. You actually have to go to the website and check this up. That's when, you know, when Google started to put these little snippets at the top of search and people will just kind of take that and run with it. Because it's basically the same thing from Wikipedia yeah. that is put as the um, thing. That caused a big problem and Google had to kind of temper that because they were basically stealing people's content and displaying it as their own in the search yeah, when it yeah. should drive it to the site. So I think the education part of it will be necessary and letting people know, okay, not just not just check the size, but when you give a prompt, make sure your prompt doesn't have any bias in it. it yeah. Like when you put your prompt in, like if you put a prompt in and say, why do white people put raisins in um in um what's called this thing? Potato salad. Yeah. Yeah. Is it that they are dumb? That's a that's a bias kind of problem now. Yeah. You, you, you don't want to make the AI have to intrinsically respond to your bias. And if you train if you train people to get a prompt like that, because I was having a lunch table conversation with some of my co-workers, mm-hmm. he tell me. He say a child give him a sociology essay. He never gave anybody 20 out of 25 before. Well, it's a long time since he gave somebody 20 out of 25. Mm-hmm. But he said the essay was so good that it was that he's not sure if that child is capable of that. Yeah. And so I asked him, was he a child? Is a child in my computer science class? <laughs> that I literally told, yeah, well, you need to start using this. Yeah. So <laughs> Uh, the verdict is still out. I ain't really find out yet, and I don't know um, what the what the case is. But um, the students and I'm figuring out how to, figuring out how to use it. But they need to start to get the understanding of yeah, we use it as a tool, not an answer, because yeah. it is make mistakes. Yeah, make I mean, mistakes. similar to Google Chat GPT is an immune, and you just as I said before, Microsoft has a disclaimer, and it's that. Bing is powered by AI, so surprises and mistakes are possible. <laughs> That's a real weird disclaimer. Yeah. Out. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's the nature of these kind of tools, you know, mistakes possible. It's not like they're just going to search a database with just facts alone, you know. They look at different patterns and analyze it and try to bring yeah, it together, yeah, yeah. you know, so... It is Watch possible. This, um, the February 10th update, ChatGPT Plus is available in Trinidad and Tobago. Subscribers will receive general access to ChatGPT even during peak times, faster response times, and priority access to new features and improvements. And this is 20 US a month, is it? Yep. 20 USD. Um, yeah, Trinidadians, nope. I can't yeah. see them spending money like... We spend money on Netflix and Disney Plus and Ben to spend that money. Um to yeah. spend money on a AI chatbot. 
not not nobody in the Caribbean gonna do this. <laughs> yeah, I mean it had to be a real special use case. No, I can think of professionals who would do this. Yeah, uh, I would do it. I mean, I will be totally on big times. You know, yeah. I mean, if it's something real important, I used to survive it out of this. <laughs> You're like one of the people in the industrial revolution. Be like, I don't need a tractor. I used to survive with this donkey. Yeah. So we don't need to, we don't need to like, you know, ride, yeah. um, use this machinery. I guess, I guess eventually it might be something that organizations might try to integrate. Yeah, but like I, our 10 user license or something. Yeah, but no. our organizations in Trinidad and Tobago, we know we're close to having that kind of need for technology implementation. To the yeah. point where you have this AI assistant, nah, Mm-mm. Yeah. because maybe maybe like if it, if if it could make you money, like if it's profitable, like in a sales and marketing or a content creation, copywriting style company, yeah. and you know you get a certain amount of clients that need this, and ChatGPT could streamline your process and make you know kind of make it be. Yeah. more profitable bringing more money in a shorter space of time so you could justify I think um yeah probably marketing firms and um these graphic designers and them kind of thing they yeah. might be able to they might be able to to pull out something from it I could see it I might recommend it if like you know if I do like a consultancy and somebody say well we have um we have content that we want to generate and whatnot, but it's only me and I don't want to hire a copywriter and mm. I could do the graphics for the for the thing, but I just need to be able to get the content. Probably I might say, yeah, that yeah, 20, 20 US, US a month. You can't six, pay nobody that. Yeah, that yeah, that 150 a month and you yeah. could just tune out all your content and you could yeah. you turn it into graphics one time. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. But mm, as it stands, in terms of, I think ChatGPT is a, a good place for innovative technology where you have developers who have these grand ideas, but they don't have time to write out all of the code for it. They just mm-hmm. want to be able to get different things and try around and do R&D now. If we yeah, had yeah. that kind of industry where you have that R&D that going on, because I could see R&D people saying, yeah, I know what I want to do. Let me just let ChatGPT make the functions for it and yeah. create an MVP. And say, all right, good. Now we could go and tweak this code and make it better. If we had that, then maybe. So I could see it being using R&D for yeah. tech companies. So, you know, I was thinking, so this whole, yeah. you know, asking AI in integrating it into search and, you know, that kind of thing. How would it affect SEO? You know, your website ranking, becoming mm-hmm. the top of the page, you know. How would ChatGPT know which site would be the top site to go and pull this information from? Would it still be based on your SEO rank or would it be on something else, you know? Yeah, that is where, that is where Google going and had the problem. Because I listened to an interview with um, Satya Nadella when he was talking to, I think, The Verge on their podcast. And yeah. he said, um, he said, yeah, they didn't figure it out yet. The, the SEO part of it, that's still a work in progress because gaming the system with SEO and yeah. dropping AI on top of that, meaning you're gaming the AI now. And once you start a game AI, you're in a dangerous place because the AI won't know the difference between a properly ranked site or a factual site versus a non-factual site and all those sorts of things. It was basically saying feeding the AI live data is dangerous. Because live data could be manipulated a lot. 
And yeah, that, that would be a big thing. I feel Google have a plan for it, but they had to rush the plan now because... They, because they, they, they ChatGPT on top and uh, the blunder, the first hurdle. You know, make a blunder. Like, wait till the rest of the year. We can see. We can yeah. see. It's possible. All right. Story number two is... What's your title? Scrap iron, but not copper. So, yep. scrap iron dealing is resumed, which they did say that they would do. They gave them a ban for what, six months, three months, yeah, or something like six that? Six months, six whole months. Six months from the six end of last long year. Months. Wait, let me, last let me year put you know, a full disclaimer. I kind of involved in the scrap iron industry in some capacity. Well, I'm glad that you let the whole world know that. that uh, <laughs> Not directly, say, let me say indirectly. Yeah, in, so, yeah. I kind of know how some things are working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, you have all insight into the yeah. industry. Cool. So they reported this on the 10th of February. Today's the 12th, so we're kind of close. The partial reopening of the scrap iron industry has been greenlit. This was revealed this morning in a press conference by Attorney General Reginald Amor and Minister of Trade and Industry, Paula Gopi-Skoon, right? However, there is a catch. The prohibition uh, on the export of copper will continue for at least another year. So the only exception will be for manufacturers who produce copper as byproducts of their enterprises. And so this cap iron is cool, but they stopped the copper. Now, this article didn't go into why they didn't allow the copper, but I have a very, very strong hunch as to why the copper was taken out of the list of metals that you could use. And it's because people thin copper cables from our side on the, yeah. on the lines and they don't know what's the difference between a copper cable and a fiber optic cable. What do you, yeah. you think? That too and the price of copper was very high so it was very profitable to, to, to steal copper versus right. copper and you'll make more money on the pong copper versus oh, copper. Okay, 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 okay. I follow. Know, so, yeah. um, it was very lucrative. I So... The reason why the scrap iron got banned was I don't think I don't know if it was, I don't know November or December last year or October October November somewhere around there the, six months from now yeah go back back yeah. yeah the reason is because they were so desperate to get cable that they went and they cut an underground cable mm -hmm. and nobody's run copper underground but. Yeah. The, the, um, the bandits on them, they don't know the difference between fiber optic and copper. So they cut one of the major backbones of fiber mm -hmm. in the country. And everybody, every network was struggling because either one or two things, you had a shared use of the data on that or the load of the internet jumped onto another provider. Yeah. And that, that fiber couldn't take it anymore. And it took them a few days to fix that fiber. And I, I think it cost them some millions, according to the report. I can't remember the exact report, right? But y'all could correct in the comments if you want to. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the hard part about this is that <laughs> it's clearly that people stealing the, the copper. And they don't know the difference. Yeah. And, and do, because, do, you, you know, do you educate them on what to steal or what not to steal? Or I, I am not in it that deep to be educated before I tell you. I, that, you know? So, no, I'm not <laughs> saying what you're saying. I'm saying generically speaking, like, yeah. you know, just um, 
not in any, not in any um, way. Like generically, should you let them know if you're going and collect copper, you should make sure that you get copper that is. Um, no, I mean, gener- you know, hypothetically speaking, if you're going to collect copper, don't thief it. <laughs> get it legitimately. Okay, you but know? let me say, all right, let me get a scenario. Let me say John or yeah. James or somebody come and say, eh, I'm bringing a truckload of, of metal for you, right? Yeah. And they come and you see some big copper lines that, that definitely get cut down from a, from a pole. Yeah. John go and say, nah, boy, I'm not taking that. Or John go and say, where you get that from? And James would be like, I find that on the side of the road, boy. Well, it depends on probably which dealer you go to. Some dealers uh, will be like, all right, I'll get this amount for it. They ain't asking where you get yeah. it from, you know. Most times, you get that amount of copper, you already know where it's coming from. It's not a legitimate source. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> but I glad they, I glad they, um, they, they were smart enough to ban the copper, even if it may be a financial thing where they where they, they realize that the the price is so high that it kind of forcing people to steal. But I don't yeah. want the internet to go down again, boy. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Really, I mean, people, and I mean, I, I admit, I agree people get out on it. And again, it, it's kind of, indic- you know, it's kind of, where we at as a country in terms of inflation, in terms of crime, you know, people are desperate, you know, and that was one avenue that could have go down, you know, and, and at, at that point in time, a lot of people that wasn't traditionally in the industry, yeah. they were kind of just opportunists and came in, you know, oh, for real? you know, oh, tell, and just, Tell you know, me more, tell me more. Oh, I see. Yeah, because I mean, a lot uh, of the people doing the actual stuff wasn't people who were in the industry three, four, five years, you know. Uh, and you see opportunity, and if you's already abandoned to your living on on that type of lifestyle, and it's yeah. industry here, you could go and you know it's a low risk. You not to go with no guns. You not to go and hold up nobody. You not to invade no house. That's go thief the sell it, thief the sell it, thief the sell it. You don't have nobody guarding it. So, from a know? technical perspective, um, is it fair to uh, to ask that? That people who collecting like wires and things should know the difference between copper and because they know not to cut the high tension wires or else they get shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they know that for sure. So it, it had no way that you could just be like, nah, that is not a copper wire. That's fiber. Don't cut that. Yeah. And it, it had no way that you know, there's no knowledge of that way. Especially know. since it was underground. Because the first the first time I saw that story, I was like, underground. You really cut a cable that's running under... Because that could have be an electricity cable because it have some electricity yeah, cables yeah, that's yeah. running underground. You could have dead. Yeah. Easy. Most time people... People don't... You know, it's just be like... Boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear about this, this, this um, thing there. Just hit the score underground. Copper, yeah, we'll go... We'll go this time, three o'clock in the morning. You organize this and like, let's do it. You know, sometimes they don't... You ain't thinking fire. They're taking all the skill that's... He just go and do it, mm. you know, but that's right. that tricky thing, you know, to educate people on what is copper and what's, what's fiber, you know, you kind of... Condoning the... Yeah, you know. The, the, the movement. Uh, I get you, I get you. I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> that would yeah. be kind of weird. And I mean, like, yeah. I agree the ban is a good... Well, in theory, is a good thing, you know, you try to slow down... 
you know, the, t- the tough and potential people into that and thing going on, you know. But on the flip side, like during the six months, because since August, the industry down. On the yeah. flip side, yeah. you know, they could still potentially tip the copper. And, and some, pe- some people but might yeah. buy it. Yeah, some people might buy it from you, you know. You'll get a lower price, but, you know, the dealer could potentially stockpile it, you know, and, and hope that next year <laughs> they might make a profit on it, you know. You buy it cheap now, sell yeah, high yeah, yeah, next year. You don't get the person bringing it in a high price. You know, you get them a low price. But again, people... You know, you take any focus away from that, so they'll probably naturally focus on the scrap iron. You know, yeah. that's what's here now. That's yeah. where you could actually buy and actually sell. So I think both people who collecting and the dealers will focus on the scrap iron because that's where the cash flow will be right now. I understand. You know, if you I go understand. with copper, you're kind of taking a risk stealing it, you're taking a risk stockpiling it in the hope that next year it open. You know, and I got a good price with so most likely it would bank on each cap iron. So Yeah, I glad um I glad in a sense that the powers that be were smart enough to realize that banning the whole scrap iron industry was not the goal, not the um not the best thing to do, but to understand where the problem really was, was that the copper was being like cannibalized. Because it have the general scrap iron I industry. Um, I wouldn't put that on the, on the... When I say authorities, I mean the government being smart enough to realize that. Well, who to, who advised them to, to, to not to allow I everything think, but not the copper? I think the industry was advise, advising them a while now. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. What you tell them is that the association or dealers or whatever it is was like, here, what's going on? Yeah, that's just saying ban you could ban the copper, do ban yeah. they'll close everything down one time. Right. They'll right, close right. everything down. And now they just go and ban the copper, which was the original. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So that's what they were saying when they were asking for them to rescind it, but they weren't doing it. They was like, No, rescind it, just do everything except copper. But they got before was... they do the total ban like ban, yeah. like you know when when things was kind of getting out of hand, you see the teeth, the bell, the teeth, the teeth, they were saying, all right, ban the copper. When you yeah. keep seeing the lines getting cut and whatever, before yeah. they do the whole lockdown, the yeah. industry was saying, ban the copper, but they just lock down everything, you know? Oh, okay, okay. Well, you know, because at the same time, you put a lot of people on the bread line and mm-hmm. people desperate and whatever, and not saying, you know, it justify the means to what they'll probably end up doing, but. A lot of people, you know, in that industry, they didn't have much, much other opportunities. So you put yeah. people on the breadline for six months. You're, you're not sure how that probably contribute towards the overall crime that we had in the last six months. You know, so you put a lot of people on the breadline. Yeah, no, that's facts. That's crime facts. naturally went up. You know, I mean, correlation. We we call it as yeah, causation, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Understand. <laughs> but yeah, add, yeah, add our next factor into the already into the, yeah, the, yeah, you know? to the epidemic. So not the epidemic, but to the um the problem basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it put a new variable that exacerbate the problem. Yeah, then make things better. <laughs> you know. Mm, well, okay, cool. Scrap iron man, so I'll hear the truck passing again. Yeah, uh, bye, bye, bye next month, I mean. Next one, the, the, the truck will be passing around. Yeah. And, uh,
I, I hope that they have, because I've seen the article, they said some things about um, licenses and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I hope they're doing some sort of, what should I say, some sort of inspection to, yeah, to, check, like, to check the places to see if they Yeah, during this time, yeah. They were supposed to go around and inspect people get license really yeah, whatever. Yeah. They were supposed to be doing that, yeah. Cause the amount of everywhere I go, I just do a, a random cursory check just to look at the lines around to yeah. see how much lines get cut. It ain't have a place I gone. I talk about around the Queen's Park Savannah. I yeah. see in I see in wire hanging, couple couple wire hanging. I was like, who's the big man that was able to pull up here? Yeah. And, and <laughs> cut this around the Queen's Park Savannah, where right opposite um, Hagen does it. Yeah. Her one big um, <laughs> table hanging. I was like, wait, a real camera and all kind of thing, but them yeah. cameras, cameras are next are next talk. But yeah. yeah, and I know where in Trinidad that have been that I haven't seen the cable hanging. Don't in front of my parents' house. It have, yeah. a cable, it have a cable that. that, that yeah, that me too, right on the road there too. Yeah. I is. I and you, you say to yourself, when they do that, boy, like, yeah. nobody <laughs> sees. No, it's the places who sometimes, I mean, it's by a junction, it's by in front of grocery. That yeah. one in front of grocery, too, is like, hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. business, boy. That's, that's <laughs> in front crazy. of hardware. <laughs> you should try it. Oh, those of y'all are listening, try it. Do um, do a couple of cable check. <laughs> but I mean, now, I'm not sure about now, you know. They probably had time to repair and, you know, they had the copper no. band, so But hopefully. actually, remember TSTT was the one that, was up that said that they would remove it on their own, eh? Yeah. They said that they had plans to remove it, but they never did it. And that's... Yeah, but how about, you know, your portal thing, say... I feel I feel uh, I feel that their statement of they will remove it. That was just a press release kinda to yeah. to temper down people to let them know that okay, we know that we have all these wires here and we yeah. know that people stealing it, but and we will remove it for ourselves. Nah. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. They was like well, if they take it out for us, let we just let 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 roll now. Yeah, yeah somebody yeah, around but, our board table probably said that, but I don't know. I can't say anything. Yeah. Now, there's a good move because I mean, they were, yeah. were kind of they had no, they didn't really have no discretion in terms of was copper, was fiber. So it's yeah. a good move. At least you know it's a kind of win-win. You stop the copper theft. You stop you know distressing people in terms of the internet, and on the, yeah. on the flip side, you're bringing some people back. You know, bringing income back into people's pockets. Correct, you know? correct, correct. All right. Um, last story for today is layoffs at um, GitHub. Um, mm-hmm. But this we we pull this one out because this one kind of interesting because GitHub. Everybody laid off people. Everybody laid off. You know, ten percent of the staff, six percent of the staff, whatever. GitHub. GitHub. Lays off ten percent and goes fully remote. You see the goes fully remote part. I want to talk about that a little bit, but let me just kind of see what I said. The layoffs in text keep on coming. This is an article on TechCrunch, uh, published on the 9th of February, right? The tech layoffs keep on coming. Microsoft owned GitHub announced today that it's laying off ten percent of its staff through the end of the company's fiscal year. Before this announcement, it was reported by Fortune that GitHub had about three thousand employees. The company will also shutter all of its offices 
as their leases end because of their low utilization and move to a remote first culture. And well, what we had to say about that boy, Microsoft is the owner of GitHub, right? Microsoft laid off people separately on their own um, from the actual Microsoft mothership. But now GitHub, which, which runs sort of independently, but is Microsoft owned, mm-hmm. could lay off 10%, 10% of 3,000 is um, 300 people. Yeah, 300 people basically. And goes fully remote. Why Why you think they did that? I mean, apart from the obvious, I know they say they, um, they're going to have a higher high freeze as well, you know, apart from the obvious, you know, fire people, you, you save money, more profits, whatever. But the fully remote part, you know, even though they say they're going to have a higher freeze, if you look, like, if you get rid of 10 people, right, and you're fully remote, you don't need people to come in. That means you open up your, your potential job market to the entire world. You know, you get rid of mm-hmm. 10 expensive Americans, hire three or four people Chinese. from around the world, Chinese. <laughs> Who willing to work for half their salary. Yeah, yeah, you know. Even uh, though you're on a hiring freeze, if you get rid of 10, you get three people are doing the same job. You, you, you know, yeah. Yeah. You, you don't have no need for them to be in the office. You're fully remote. From a from a technical perspective, um, I want I think the fully remote thing, they could go fully remote because they... They have Microsoft behind them. So mm-hmm. they have they probably have a lot of deep, deep integrations with Azure. Teams where, all that. Yeah, yeah where where they could piggyback on Microsoft infrastructure and run a proper online organization without having the high cost of server fees on them. So like an other organization that decides to go um remote first, they're gonna have to pay for server course, pay for server integrations, pay for things like Slack, they pay for internal communications, um, mm-hmm. um, VPN setups, all them kind of thing. They'll have to pay for that. But because GitHub riding on Microsoft um, wagon, I think this is not a problem for them. And I believe it might be smart, actually, because everybody had to do course cutting and Microsoft probably watch the GitHub team and be like, well, guys... We yeah. just we just let go twelve thousand people or whatever the number was. Yeah. What are you gonna do for me? Yeah, what are you gonna do? And the GitHub team was like, I see your twelve thousand and I'll give you three hundred, but yeah, you see that you see Azure, we need to get fifty percent more um server capacity and we need to get a dedicated teams channel or whatnot. And Microsoft will be like, sure, we own that. Or they could or they could get as much as all they want. Yeah. And that that would be that would work out nice in the in the end, and yeah. GitHub, GitHub basically holding up the whole coding world in terms of re, um, code repositories and people saving things because a part of it like like for our GitHub, I don't know you use GitHub in in your organization, or like yeah yeah pay GitHub or you just use the free the free. Because I think private one. Some people yeah. have their own personal paid one, but the organization don't pay for it. Yeah, I, I think mean, we uh, um we have Microsoft agreement, so it might 
it, it might, might be tied be. in, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I know we use any free one for sure. Um, by us for for our apps, we use the free version, and yeah, they just kind of have different accounts, and you could share it, but have limits to it, of course, mm-hmm. with the amount of um, the amount of people that could join the um the repo Try and the, the amount tons, of yeah. yeah, and all that stuff. So, but I think there's give I think there's give a lot. GitHub does give a lot for free to yeah. thing. And mostly it will be them big companies that would be using um, GitHub to have like large coding groups or whatnot. I'm not too sure if like companies like Google and Amazon, they might have their own internal Git that they that yeah, they use yeah. on their own. But yeah. GitHub for a small a small um, tech startup and whatnot, these are the GitHub is a godsend. And yeah. I, I find Microsoft do real plenty when they buy GitHub because real people thought when they bought GitHub. That is it for the open yeah, source yeah. coding, but nobody could. They will yeah. they will lock it down. You know, it's big. Yeah. You know, it's big when yeah. they offer exactly. the free repo, the free um private repos for free. Yeah, yeah. And that was a big. I thing. was like, what? Okay, cool. Because people was looking to to use um our open source and the next open source. GitLab. GitLab. Yeah. yeah, I used to use that. Really people next jump one, to GitLab. Yeah, but some other thing. But I find it the GitHub um integrations from the little bit that I see. This give you a lot of things. It could even host a website and all kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And forward your domain and whatnot. And I was like, what? They're yeah. doing all of that for you too? And yeah, yeah. only when you reach a certain amount of um only when you when you reach a certain amount, not API calls, but only when you reach a certain amount of processing mm-hmm. requests or whatever it is, they will tell you, well, hey, you gotta pay now or host it on your own somewhere else. Yeah. And you, you had to pay a code there. But they do a lot and going fully remote. <laughs> I feel I feel Microsoft just call the shot and tell them. Yeah, I mean part of the rationale, you know, similar to Google was to fo- the the claim to focus on AI because the CEO CEO said they want to become a developer first engineering system for the world of tomorrow with a strong, strong focus, focus on, on AI. AI. Yeah, now seeing it, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. So uh, it seems that like everybody dies the direction they're heading. Hey, we need to cut people. Yeah, that's that's slipping. We're looking to focus on AI too. So, um, you feel the AI, the AI, AI is a bubble or is a for real thing? So let me say the metaverse. Metaverse was a bubble. Um, cryptocurrency was a bubble. Both of them burst. All right, cool, no problem. They will find NFTs. their niche. Yeah, NFTs. They will find their niche, and somewhere along the line, we will actually be using them without any hype. But AI right now on a big hype. Yeah, I mean, I think it's different because these other technologies wasn't as widely accepted. You know, you had to have people advocating for them. So like even crypto NFTs, you had to have people out there advocating and, you know, trying to make it not seem like a scam and all of that. Even the metaverse, you know, it was real far-fetched for a lot of people, but... You know, AI and ChatGPT, people actually it's see organic, it, real the organic. practical yeah. applications of it. You know, not just somebody needing to come and sell it to you and make, make you want to use it. You actually want to go and use it. And it's not just a certain segment of the population. It's from young to older people, people in school, professionals. You know, it, it have different use cases, not just this niche you know, whether it's tech people or, or entertainers, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it has, I think it has greater um, long-standing ability versus metaverse. I agree. Or I, NFTs, you know. I think um, 
is something that we've been looking forward to for a long, long time. And this is the first time in history I think we have had the breakthrough that we wanted. Because they talk about AI going on from since like the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Because it had a whole program language called um, Prologue or Lisp. No, Lisp was made. And they, they touted it as AI and whatnot, but you basically had to program all the if if else, if else, if else, if else. And it was like, oh yeah, it could make a decision on its own. It just, you know, you had to you had to put yeah, like put 50, the, 50 initiatives now, yeah, real yeah. initiatives. And then later on they they came to um neural networks and deep learning and that kind of thing. Mm. But it's the first time I think that there is actual intelligent work being done by a computer. And yeah. humans can't actually explain what is taking place. They just know that the output is correct. So you just so you have to rely on training it properly, which is why ChatGPT, Microsoft basically said, hey, we integrate in it. Um, it might make some mistakes because we have no idea how this output is coming out. We yeah. just know that once we train it with certain data, we have to constantly monitor. And that's when you actually they actually make a breakthrough. Because you, you, can, you can't, for lack of a better word, you can't control it as much as you used to. You could control the input, um, but you can't control the output in any big way. So, I all fit, boy. I'm all yeah. for the ride. I down <laughs> for this ride. Because I want to see, I want to see my phone know what comes next. Like the little AI that it is having a, a pixel, I was already, already impressed with that. Because at times I would just kind of be like um, using my phone and all of a sudden it would um, say, you normally do this at this point in time, um, mm. this X, Y, Z, or um, would you like me to do so and so because of X, Y, I was like, oh, that could be a human that put that in place and yeah. make it sort of intuitive. And that does feel nice. But yeah. now if, if it can actually get done, from an AI, and it will be like your assistant that starts yeah. to know you, then I find that will be very nice in computing because then yeah. we can start I'm to focus sure on if, things. Um, I'm not sure if Android does this as well. Does Android have like, you know, look at your pictures and group everybody together and put your name on it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, boy. Yeah, so what I find interesting yeah. was yeah. like, I have pictures of my daughter since she born up to now and she's going to yeah. be three it have yeah. new they have newborn pictures when she didn't look anything what, to what yeah anything yeah yeah that I go, she look yes. now and actually group group it together yeah and I was like this is what has happened from, my... from birth to now and it have you know it actually was able to yeah you know, have the entire my son, timeline my son is 11 now and his baby pictures ever so often google photos will just pop up and be like um is this the same person? And I'd be like, yes. How did you know that his baby picture is his yeah. current 11-year-old picture? Wow. <laughs> and then once I say yes, it'll be like, okay, cool. And then it'll just create a photo album about him because yeah. I have it have a photo album that's automatically... Add. Anytime I take a picture, it has automatically put him in that photo album of, yeah, yeah, of yeah. my son with his name now. But the fact that it has figured out all the faces and then if it just choose one face, it'll be able to go through all the pictures and find that face every single time. Yeah, and I'll well, be like, for me it was yeah. the reverse. I started yeah. 
I, I only told them that it was her when she was now born, like, for six months. But yeah, after yeah, that, yeah. up till now, between one yeah. to now, I never told it anything. So I was able yeah. to to track her from at least one, six months to, to yeah. almost three years old. And know, you know, know the progression, know this is her, her face changing. Her yeah, father, yeah, yeah. I think that is the um that is the machine learning part of it. Yeah, yeah. And well the AI part of it now will start to be like um uh, we have collected all the we collected the photos of all her birthday parties. Would you like to create a album for birthday yeah, parties? Yeah, yeah, oh we thought do. that you might need this, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that kind of yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. All yeah, right. The, well, the zoo, like yeah. happy moments. Yeah. And yeah. when you was in this particular, like when I visit the US, you know, memories yeah. from yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not as impressive, but... But yeah, but it's a, re- it's a real nice application to be able to... Because yeah. one of the hardest things to do is to sort out your photo album. Like, yeah. before before it had all them things, that was real tough to do. But I'm glad that those things exist. And we will look forward to all the other new things that will come too. We will look forward to all of that. All right, y'all. So, uh, 48 minutes. We are over our normal time by about two to three minutes. That's because... Talk was nice, buddy. Talk was nice. Yeah. So remember, if you're listening to the podcast and you are one of the 10 people, I think the numbers went up to 10 this um this, hey. this week. I was like, what? We get three new listeners. So whoever you are, and people commenting on YouTube and things these days, and they're asking questions. And I was like, listen to the podcast, boy. Listen to the podcast. Uh. So yeah, <laughs> if you're one of those listeners and you make it to the end, thank you very much. We do appreciate it. And of course, you probably realize we love to talk about technology in a deeper way than most people do so if you are that person leave a comment let us know share it to people who actually like technology in that way anchor.fm forward slash make it simple tt or just search for trini Techcast. anywhere you will find it and the most up-to-date episode i think we publish in episodes on a wednesday now so wednesday. Give, okay yeah let's give um let's give some time to my editor to make sure everything done properly and we put the show notes and put the links and all them things properly mm-hmm. so that because i like when i listen to a podcast and whatever they're talking about i could yeah. go in the in the in for the podcast and click on the link or find the person who was talking at that point in time to find more so i think that was a nice thing yeah, so. yeah yeah so i am uh mr charles at make it simple tt you'll find me on youtube instagram tiktok and facebook make it at make it simple tt and he is i'm redbit tech redbit underscore tech and you'll find me on similar places facebook instagram tiktok youtube you know yeah yeah that's that's more or less it for now for now yeah, yeah. well we are websites too but our website story is a totally we're, we're bring up that <laughs> 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 i tell you it was nice till next week yeah. later